welcome to podcast number 155 of Quality Christian Living. I am David Friend. We've been on a series of teachings dealing with financial prosperity. Now in the past, I've talked a lot about spiritual prosperity leads to financial prosperity. We've talked about prosperity dealing with various areas of our life prosperous life and good relationships and a great family and getting a good education, having lots of friends, working in our church and all those things that are dealing with prosperity. But I specifically want to focus on financial prosperity for individuals, those who love Jesus Christ and are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So with that, I'm going to be teaching a topic today I think that'll help you to understand that God really wants us to prosper financially. That's true. You heard me right. He wants his people to be prosperous financially so that they will have money in the bank and be prosperous and not have to be a person who runs after loans all the time or a person who needs to borrow money from other people, but a person's life is being blessed by him so that they can prosper financially. Now, it's very specific, and in future podcasts, I'll be talking about other types of prosperity, but today we're going to focus just on this area. But before we get into this, we need to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again that I can come to these folks who are listening in from, quite frankly, all over the world and various parts of the world. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity through this podcast to reach out to so many countries, so many believers, and even non-believers who will become Christians and followers of Christ as we give them that opportunity. I pray that you would bless this, and I ask the Holy Spirit to come in now and take complete control. I yield and I submit everything that I've done to you. I ask for your guidance and direction, because without you, this lesson will have no value, because without the anointing of the Lord, we really can't accomplish much. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd pour out your Spirit on me to bring forth this podcast and for those who are listening to hear it, to receive it, and that they'll be blessed. And I'll thank you for great results, give you all the praise for it now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So let's get into today's podcast, number 155, entitled, Why God Wants You to Prosper Financially. The financial prosperity message is received by many. However, there are those who reject it. They just don't agree with it. They don't understand it. Sadly, even some Christians feel that our God does not care whether they are successful or prosper financially. You know, that type of thinking does not line up with God's Word. So to prove that to you, let me give you a scripture in the Old Testament that talks about how much God loves us and how much He wants to bless us. It's found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, and verse number 11. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You know, just stop and think about that, what God said. Just think about that. Whatever you're going through right now, maybe some of you are going through a difficult time financially. Maybe some of you have never really received abundance in your finances, and you're just wondering why it hasn't come upon you. Well, it's not because of God, because God wants to bless us. Remember what he just said here to Jeremiah. He says, I know the plans I have for you. So God's got a plan for us. He knows exactly what he's got planned and in store for us. They are plans for good. He didn't say anything about evil. He just simply says, these are plans for good and not for disaster. Now take that in because if you don't receive that, you won't receive what you should from this podcast today. I believe God is telling us right up front that he desires to bless us, he wants to, and he has a plan to do that for us. However, I think it's very important to point out one thing. The Lord warns us many times in the Word of God to avoid any form of greed and to never fall in love 
by money. God wants us to avoid that. Scriptures warn us to never put our desire to have money in front of our need to love our God. With all that being said, this podcast is designed to help us understand why God wants to provide a financial blessing to his followers. Let's look at why I believe God loves to prosper his people and he wants to prosper us financially. First of all, God wants to prosper us because his church needs to be blessed by those that he blesses. So therefore, God knew that if he blesses his people and they follow him and put him first, that the needs of his church will be met. Now, I feel led by the Holy Spirit to comment on that statement, the statement being that people who are Christians who are blessed by God need to be a blessing to their church. Let me give you some comments and some information that I've studied over the years as I served as a pastor. Did you know that if every Christian who attends church would be faithful in giving of their finances, that the local church would never lack for any financial need. They would never have to get loans and go into debt or to borrow any kind of money to build their facilities because the funds that would come in would be more than enough to meet the needs of that church. I believe if Christians were to be giving to their church on a regular basis, that the local church and all Christians would not need help from our government. You know, nowhere in the Word of God does it talk about we should run to the government to get help, that we need to ask our senator to get us some money, and that they should help our church prosper. That's just not there. The point of it is, is that the church is not doing what it should do in giving of its finances, so therefore the church would be able to meet the needs of all of its people. Now stay with me on this. If we look back in the history of churches in America, we see that Christians built the hospitals, the universities, churches all over America. They fed the poor. They helped people. And I believe that God wants to bless his people so they will meet the needs of his church. So there's one of the answers to that question, why God wants you to prosper financially. It's that way because God wants his church to be blessed and for his followers to not lack for any good thing. God wants to bless and prosper financially his people unless we ignore some of his instructions for our prosperity. And the reason I'm making these two points is that we miss out on the fact that God wants to bless us, but there are conditions to those blessings. There's no condition on becoming a Christian. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all you need to do is say, Father, it says in the Bible that if I confess my sins, Jesus is faithful to forgive me. So now, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse my heart and my mind. And I receive you, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. And I promise to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, if you pray that prayer, and if you're not a Christian or believer, then listen to that prayer again and pray it and re- repeat it with a pure, true heart and God will come into your life. There's no condition to that. At whatever state of mind you are, wherever you are financially, wherever you are spiritually, whatever the condition of your life is right now, there is no condition to receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But there are conditions for God to bless us financially. So God wants to prosper us, but sometimes we violate or we make a big mistake and don't listen to what his teaching says. So with that, let's turn to the book of James, chapter 4. I'm going to reverse, read maybe a couple verses in there. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, James chapter 4. And let's see, let's go back to verse number 1. I was going to start a little later on that, but I think it's important to bring a point here that I read James 4, verse 1 through 3. Listen to this very carefully. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Let me ask you a question. 
Are you struggling or quarreling or getting upset in your marriage because of finances? It because maybe you don't have what you think you should have? Are there challenges in your life and you feel left out or that maybe God doesn't love you? And then we go to verse 2 and it says, you want what you don't have, so you scheme, and it says, and to kill, to get it. Now, it's not saying murder. I don't believe it's applying to murder there, but sometimes we scheme and sometimes we hurt relationships or we kill a relationship or kill a marriage and destroy a marriage because we want to have something that we don't have. And then it says here that you're jealous and you want what others have. Now, we've all at one time or another in our life had been jealous of someone or wished that we had something better in our life. And then it says, so you kind of wage war and you want to take it away from them. And then it says here, there's the part that's the most important part of this. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. That's the point I want to make right here. It's so important to understand that we lack sometimes because we don't go to God and ask him. If you have a need, take it to the Lord. I'm a big believer in praying for myself. I pray for others. I love to pray for others. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to pray and help other people and encourage them. But I also believe in praying for myself. Many times if I have a pain, I'll lay my hand on where that pain is and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive my healing. I ask you to heal me and cleanse me of this in Jesus' name. Because I believe that God wants us to ask for it. So it says here, you don't have because you don't ask God for it. So we need, first of all, to ask. Now we've got verse 3, another very important verse. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Now, that's a very important scripture in the word of God. If you're wanting to know whether God wants to bless us or not, well, here's a condition where he says, look, you ask sometimes, but your motives are wrong. So we need to make sure that our motives are right. They're pure. They line up with the word of God. I don't think we should have the right motive of saying, well, God, my neighbor got a new car, so I want you to give me a new car. I think our motives are wrong. We just want to keep up with them. And I'm not saying that you do that, but I'm saying it's something we should not do. So therefore, God wants us to have good motives and make sure that they're correct and right with God. You want only what will give you pleasure. If we are praying for ourselves and we're asking God and all we are trying to do is bless ourselves, it's not necessarily something that God, God is going to want to pour out a blessing for us. So take that and just receive that for what that word says. Don't let it beat you up. But remember, we have not because we ask not. So let's be sure and ask God. I want to emphasize here that James chapter 4 verses 1 through 3, they tell us an awful lot. It tells us so much about why and how to ask God for something. This scripture will set us free in our finances if we let it speak to us. So just read that scripture, let it be received in your heart and your mind, accept it, and then move on and understand what our motives are in asking God for anything. Now we must ask God because he wants us to ask and he wants us to be blessed. That's what I get out of that scripture also. Sometimes when we ask, God may have something better for us and so we don't get the answer to what we ask for. I like that a lot. Sometimes when we ask for something and we ask for something, we say, God, we ask for your blessing, our motives are right and everything is good and all that and we're asking and believing, but we don't get it. I think sometimes we need to just stop and think, well, Lord, if that's not what you want for me, then you've probably got something better. I apply that sometime in looking for a job or looking for a house. I've had people come to me because I was a banker for years and a real estate developer for years and I did a lot of work in real estate. And they'll come to me and say, we've been trying to find a house and we found one we like and so we're trying to buy it and we can't get it. And then we go, 
go somewhere else to try and buy another house and it doesn't seem that we can afford to get it. It just doesn't work or somehow these things aren't working. And how do we pray? The way you pray is, God, let thy will be done, not my will be done. And sometimes when God doesn't answer prayer for you to get a house that you want or a car that you want, or maybe you're dating someone, you think maybe that relationship should build into marriage and God doesn't allow that to happen, it could be very well that God has something better for us. So just believe that and let's receive the blessings of God according to his will. Now, I believe God will hold back prosperity from us until we are prepared spiritually. And the reason I I kind of emphasize that is because that happened in my own life. As a young man, I wanted to prosper as fast as I could. I was in a banking business. I got into it. The Lord blessed me, and I prospered in my job, and I started getting promotion after promotion. It was wonderful, and my wife and I got a new house, and we had nice cars, and of course, we were saved. We knew Jesus. We were giving our tithe to the church and then increased our tithe with offerings, and I believe God just loved that and was blessing us, but I started focusing too much on making money. And I put my search for prosperity in front of my search for God. That was a huge mistake. And when I did that, I started getting frustrated because all of a sudden the promotions didn't come as rapidly or the good feelings that I had about my work and what I was doing in my career. I just didn't feel as good about it because I was completely out of order. I had wrong motives when I was asking God for a blessing. I'm going to repeat what I said. I put my search for prosperity in front of my search for God. We must never let that happen. And if you do, it's going to rob you of the prosperity that God wants to give you in your life. Until I came to an understanding that the spiritual prosperity must happen before we receive financial prosperity. And I'm going to repeat that. It's crucial that sometimes the reason we are lacking in a financial blessing from the Lord is that maybe we are spiritually not prepared to receive that blessing. Let me give you an example. There are people that I've known in church and as a banker and as a real estate developer and Christian people who were good people and really good friends of ours. And all of a sudden they just started making a lot of money and they started prospering and they allowed their prosperity to take them away from going to church on Sundays or even during the middle of the week to go to a service or go to outreach things or go to prayer meetings because they were so busy having fun with Kenvik that they pretty much took their financial prosperity and it robbed them of the spiritual prosperity that God wanted to see in their life. And I'm not saying that you're doing that, but we need to avoid that. We need to make sure that when God blesses us financially, we don't leave him out. We don't just simply say, well, that's okay. I've taken care of that on my own, God, and thanks for the money, but I think I'm going to follow what the money provides rather than what you have to provide. That's dangerous and God will no longer continue to bless you. So spiritual prosperity must lead to financial prosperity. And if you do that, and it's in that order, then God's going to bless you. And then he's going to continue to pour out blessings for us. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about what I just said? Do you believe that there is something important about spiritual prosperity before you have financial prosperity? Or do you say something like, well, God, when I get blessed financially, then I'll start tithing, or then I'll start giving to the church, or then I'll start serving? No, that's not how it works. We've got to trust God with what we have first. And if we are wanting to bless the work of the Lord, and we want to give of our finances, or give of our time, or give of our talents, do that first, and then watch and see if God doesn't bless it. A lot of people want to go into ministry, but they want to get their church first. They want to have all the money that they need. They want to have everything in perfect order 
whatever. And God just wants them to step out in faith and trust him that he's going to bless them. So I hope that you receive that teaching because it's a vital one that spiritual prosperity leads to financial prosperity. I really feel led that I need to pray right now to help some people receive that. Father, I believe, Lord, that you want us to prosper in all things, but most of all, you want us to prosper spiritually. So Lord, I pray that those maybe who are struggling for finances would go to your word, Father. Spend more time in prayer. Seek you more. Ask you more for what they need in their life. Be faithful to their church. Give of their time and their talents to the work of the Lord that you would bless them, Father. And I believe when you do that, you're going to pour out a blessing for them that they won't even be able to handle. It'll be so great and so vast. So Father, I believe for that. And so I just lift them up and pray that those who are listening in today would receive that message that it's crucial to have spiritual prosperity before we seek financial prosperity. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Now I want to get back to giving you a list now of the reasons that God wants you to prosper. First of all, he loves you. It's found in John chapter 3 and verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So God wants us to prosper so much that he gave his son for us. He loves us, he loves you, and he wants you to be blessed and prosper. Let's go to another scripture here found in John 10.10. It talks about God created us to prosper us. Now Jesus is speaking here. It's found in John chapter 10 and verse 10 in the New Living Translation. And these are the words of Jesus. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Well, I'll tell you, if I didn't say anything else but those words, that would be worth listening in to this podcast today, to remember that God's purpose, purpose that Jesus had come here, was to give us a rich and satisfying life. That's prosperity. And that's it. And included in that, I believe, is in the area of our finances, also in the area of our health, also in the area of our relationships and our work and our careers and our family and parenting and being a good husband or being a good wife. He wants us to have a rich and a satisfying life. That's how much God loves us. And that's proof that he wants to prosper us. Here's another scripture that tells you that God is on our side. Matter of fact, I like to refer to it as it's proof that God's our biggest fan and And a lot of times we don't think that. You know, if you went to a baseball game tomorrow and you were a player, a pitcher, or, you know, you were playing in that game as an athlete and you were out there, there'd be a lot of fans out there. They're cheering for you. When you make a mistake, though, they boo you. Well, God doesn't boo us when we make a mistake. God still loves us and his love for us doesn't change. Whether we hit a home run in life or not, God is still our fan. He's still is in our corner. He's on our side. And there's a saying that says that he's got our back, which means he's going to cover us and protect us. And I think we find that in the book of Psalms. So Psalm number 118 in the New Living Translation, verses 6 and 7. Let me read these to you and let's see if this doesn't prove that God wants us to prosper financially. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Verse 7, yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. And the reason you can say that is because God is for us. So if God's for us, who can be against us, right? So with that, I believe that God shows throughout his word how much he wants to prosper us and bless us. Let's move on to another passage of scripture that will show that he is 
going to bless us because he tells us that he is our source for blessing. This verse is found in James chapter 1 and verse 17. Once again, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. I might read another verse or so once I get into this, but this is James chapter 1 verse 17, New Living Translation. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. I think that pretty much answers the question. If a financial blessing is good and it's perfect for us, it came from God. It says here, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. You know, it's interesting when you're growing up and you're a kid. In my family, there were four children. And all four of us kids felt that we wanted mom and dad to call us their favorite. Well, mom and dad didn't call us their favorite. They basically knew better than to say that. But a lot of parents do have one child that maybe is a little easier to get along with than other kids. But when you look at that scripture, doesn't that make you just feel good? It does me. When I read that, every time I read that, it feels like God made me somebody special. And when I was a little kid, in Sunday school, the Sunday school teacher would have us sing this song. We'd put our thumbs up in the air. Now, this is corny, but I got to say it anyways. We put our thumbs up the air and, and our, in the air, hold up our thumb, and we would say, God made me thumbbody special. Now, I know that's corny, but when you think about it, that's based on what this scripture says. It says, and we out of all creation became his prized possession. God made me somebody special, and I'm his prized possession. I want you to claim that. I want you to believe that. And when you're searching for a financial blessing or any kind of a blessing from the Lord, remember you are his prized possession out of all creation. That's how much he loves us and how he feels about his people and his followers. Here's another scripture that tells us that God feels pretty good about us. Matter of fact, he loves us with everything that he has for us. And that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 6. And it says here, But we know that there is only one God, the Father, who created everything, and we live for him. And there is only one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom God made everything and through whom we have been given life. We've been given life because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the life that he's talking about. And I know that God has given you the greatest gift that you could ever have, and that is the gift of salvation. And those who prayed that prayer earlier in my podcast or are going to go back and listen to it and pray it, that's the greatest gift that you'll ever receive from the Lord. And those of you who are already believers, you know that. You know that the greatest gift that you've ever received from the Lord is that you are his child and you are his greatest possession. And he did make you someone very, very special. And for his very special people, he has a special blessing to pour out for you. So I just want to encourage you to seek God. That means look for him everywhere. Look for him when you pick up the mail and you open it up. Just look for his goodness. Look for him when you go to your job. Look for him when you wake up in the morning. Look for him when you drink a glass of water and say, that was provided by God. Wherever, Whatever we do and wherever we go, we need to seek God. We need to seek godly living. If we want the blessings of the Lord, I'm telling you, and want to pour out that blessing in our finances, then seek godly living. Live a good life. To walk in his ways, that's what we need to do. And when we walk in his ways, we'll follow what he tells us to do. And then we will meet the conditions that he's laid down for us to be blessed financially. And honor God with what you have. Whatever you receive, whether it's good health, whether it's just a nice home or a nice apartment, whatever he gives you, honor God with that and thank him for that and just give him praise and glory for what he's done in your life. It's so important that we understand that God wants us to prosper. As I'm closing out this podcast and reminding you that the topic was 
why God wants us to prosper financially. And let me review a couple things for you. First of all, God wants us to prosper so others will see how loving, how kind, and giving He is to His followers. When we are blessed financially, we must let others know about our God who blesses us. When you get blessed, don't say, yeah, it's something good I did. Or if they even tell you, well, you're really smart. You really did something good. Say, no, God gave me that idea. God blessed me with that. Even get in a parking space. You know, you're looking for a parking space at a shopping center. And all of a sudden you say, there isn't one there. There isn't one there. And all of a sudden there's one there. Just instantly. I know my wife and I do this. It really feels good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for providing that space for us. You might say, well, what if I don't find a space? Then thank you, Lord, that you didn't want me to park in this place. You've got something better planned for me. You see... We need to understand that God wants to bless us, but he wants us to also be a blessing to others. We need to understand that when we are blessed in our finances, it's for a purpose so that we can help bless the church, bless others. It comes through us and we get to receive the blessing, but we're to share that with others. And our testimony of God's faithfulness is the way that we give him thanks and give him thanksgiving for all he's done, for who he is and what he's done in our life. So with that, I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I hope this teaching has gone into your heart, into your mind, and that you received it in a way that it'll be a blessing to you and a blessing to those around you. Don't forget, in order to receive the financial blessing from God, we need to seek God, seek godly living, walk in His ways, and honor God with what we have. And I believe that God will be blessed, and that'll just make Him want to pour out even a more blessing. Let me pray. Father, thank you once again for this opportunity. And I pray for those who may be going through financial challenges, that you would bless them and that you would strengthen them and encourage them. And I ask, Lord, that they would have a desire to pick up your word and read it and spend time seeking you. Your word tells us we have not because we ask not. So I pray that those who are listening in today would be aggressive in asking you and coming directly to you, Lord. Yes, we should pray for others, and that's wonderful. But Lord, you tell us that you want us to pray to you directly. So I believe that's going to take place in the lives of those who are listening in and that you're going to pour out a blessing for them, Father. I thank you for it now and give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, this ends our podcast, number 155. But I want to tell you a little bit about some other things that we're doing. First of all, if you would like to get further information on my teachings on prosperity and finances, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get that webpage, you'll see it a reference to the books that I've written. There's one in there particularly I like entitled Generosity. What's in it for me, it talks about how to live a generous life and what the blessings are that come back to us. In addition to that, there's another book there entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. If you'd like to learn how to get out of debt in a reasonable period of time, a short period of time, I believe that book will help you and be a blessing to you. If you would like to listen to some of my other podcasts on prosperity, I did a whole series for about three months at the beginning of these podcasts. So you can go to a link on my webpage that says podcasts and you can click that on and you'll have the ability to search through there and find any one of 155 podcasts that would bless you, whether it be on prosperity, whether it be on faith, whether it be on Christian living, whether it just might be on things that'll be general to living a good quality Christian life. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we're going to continue our series on prosperity 
And the title of my next podcast is How Prosperity is Yours to Receive. And in that podcast, we're going to talk about things like contentment. And the Apostle Paul talked a lot about that. We need to understand in order to prosper greater than where we are today, we need to start off with being content with where we are today. So we can be content yet still prosper. Matter of fact, prosper even greater when we start off with being content with where we are. I believe that this next podcast could be a real life changer for a lot of people because a lot of folks are sitting in a situation where they're just kind of going around in circles. They do the same thing every day. They don't do anything different, but they expect something different to happen to them. Or they don't understand why this hasn't happened or why that hasn't happened. And they turn out to be a person who's constantly asking the whys, I call it, of finances. And so we're going to get into that. And I believe the Lord has something very special in mind for you. I would encourage you to maybe call your friends or relatives or whomever it might be and ask them to join in for these podcasts on prosperity. I know that they have always been very popular and it's not because of me. It's because the Holy Spirit is the one who brings this lesson to you and that he should receive all the credit and all the glory for anything that's taken place that's blessed you, that's helped you, that's encouraged you and given you strength to move forward. Now may I say that the Lord will bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you prosper in all things. May you receive that financial prosperity that you've been looking for and that you'll give God all the glory and all the credit and all the honor for it. I want to thank you for listening in today.